0: You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mella Borowski. Thoughts from a southern witch. Shoulda studied witchcraft, shoulda learned to ride a broom, so me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mella Borowski and you're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. Our guest today is Mary Ann. She has combined her love of doing voice work with her experiences through life in her podcast show, Walking the Shadowlands. She has always had a fascination for all things that go bump in the night and haunt your dreams, the unknown, the unexplained, and the paranormal. She had her first experience with UFOs, star people, and earth spirits at a young age. I'm so excited to have you here, Mary Ann. Thank you for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me Mel, it's just, I'm really excited to be talking with you and your listeners of course.
0: So tell us a little more about yourself, where you're from, maybe a little bit about your background that I didn't mention.
1: Uh, I'm from New Zealand, which is way down in the South Pacific. Uh, We're a wonderful little country and um, very isolated from the rest of the world, so we're dealing with this COVID situation a little bit differently to how you all are. Life for us in New Zealand pretty much continues on as normal and I forget how it is for you guys. I I come from a background, uh, I was a nurse for close to 40 years Um, I had to retire from nursing because I had an accident at work that hurt my back quite badly Mm. and um, so I can't nurse anymore so now I do my podcast which I really love, really love Um, My entire life, I've been, I'm uh, 65 this year, I've been a a medium my entire life, I've had experiences with star people my entire life, starting when I was very, very young. my My first recorded memory of an encounter, of a physical encounter, was when I was about three, but I remember an incident that happened when I was about 18 months as well.
0: Mm. Do you want to tell us about
1: about that? The, my 18 month one, I what I remember of that is not seeing any beans or anything, but finding myself outside my house and it was dark and I I, couldn't, I didn't know where I was, I was crying because I couldn't get into the house. you know, I was only 18 months old. Um, and And my parents couldn't find me. they'd put me to bed in my cot and they found me outside the house. Wow. They have no idea how I got out because the windows were shut. The doors were shut. There's no way I could open them myself and get out. And I realized much later that uh, the star people that I work with um, gave me that memory. So it was like a foundation memory for me.
0: Mm, Okay. So there really is no other explanation of how you just ended up outside locked door, locked windows.
1: No, no, no explanation at all. Oh, of course, my parents are frantic. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I can imagine. So I have to admit that I don't know a whole lot about UFOs, and and probably a lot of my listeners don't necessarily know. So um, it's a little bit overwhelming when you start looking into all the research and all the different stories. So what is the what is the basic thing that we should know about UFOs, star people, that sort of thing?
1: The uh countless different species of star people um, there are, just look at star people like humans there are humans that are really wonderful benevolent and want to help people encourage people and help them to be the best people that they can be and then there are humans that really don't care one way or the other they, they'll watch people, they'll observe but they won't interfere and then there are humans who are malevolent and who life means nothing to them and that's the same with star people as above so below Mm. pretty much
0: makes sense all right are star people what some people would term aliens yes yes
1: absolutely i've always called them star people because as a child they were people and they came from the stars so they were star people
0: yeah is that any relation to what we call star children, like the indigo, rainbow, crystal? No, no,
1: no. Okay, different thing entirely.
0: And what about earth spirits? I saw that mentioned as well. Yes, yeah, so earth
1: spirit, uh, ghost. Okay. Uh, ghost. Um, I, I distinguish earth spirit from elementals and the fairy kingdom. They're, they're okay. different beings altogether.
0: Okay. And you've had experiences with both of those type of, of yes. creatures. Yes. What's one that stands out as maybe um, just something that changed your life maybe or something that you just will never, ever forget with either one of those?
1: Uh, with Sp- spirit or, or star people? Either one. Either one. Oh, gosh. What's
0: some, what's some, if someone says, tell me one story, what's the one story you always tell them?
1: The, the one thing I always say is something that one of my favorite star people said to me. And it's, it's something that I've always tried to live my life by. Um, and that is that he, he said to me, Marianne, when you do anything, you must do it from your heart. When you think, think from your heart. When you talk, talk from your heart. When you act, act from your heart. And he, he said that, and that was really profound. And it really resonated with me on a soul level. And ever since he said that to me, that's how I've tried to live my life. Of course, I'm human. I I do, you know, like I, I'm not always as 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 um, good as I should be in that respect. But I, I definitely try my hardest to live like that.
0: Wow, the world would be such a different thing if everybody was living
1: like that right yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> the other thing that my star people taught me um which really most in, in the pagan and Wiccan community uh, are aware of is intent mm-hmm. it's the biggest thing that they taught me is that intent is everything absolutely yes. everything.
0: that's amazing yeah, yeah. Even in paganism, there's traditions that say you have to do it this way. You have to Mm. do it that way. You have to have this herb, that crystal. Mm, mm, mm. And when I teach in my class for beginner pagans, I say it's about intention. You Mm -hmm. you know, if you you use what's around you and if your intention is one thing and, and you have to get this really expensive herb for it, no, go in your kitchen cabinet and get what you are drawn to for that. So I think that's really incredible that that's what they told you. Yep, and
1: that they impressed that on me my entire life. Like For my entire life, I've had encounters. Like I, I saw myself on ships in what could only be described as a classroom situation hmm. where they would teach me things. Intent was one of the biggest things that they taught me and, and sound and vibration, how important they are. But the intent thing, like I say to members of my Facebook, my Walking the Shadowlands Facebook group, intent is everything. If you you put a protection up around you, if you're cleansing the energies in your house and you're going around thinking, oh, I don't know if this will work, oh, I think I need something else, then it's not going to work because that's the intent you're putting out there. You have to be crystal clear about what your intent is and verbalize
0: it. Yeah, that's great. It almost sounds like these star people work almost as spirit guides for you. Would you consider them no. as a guide?
1: Oh, they're oh, just outside teachers. Teachers. They're teachers. They've taught me my entire life. But they're not guides, no. Okay. And, and um, not like spirit guides as, you, as some see them, no. They've been my teachers, but they're not my guides. Mm. Okay. Um, because guides imply that they lead you on a path.
0: Mm.
1: okay and and the beings that i work with don't they give me the tools and it's my choice how i choose to use them
0: okay so it's more like channeling
1: no 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 not not in the least no i have face-to-face encounters okay yeah yeah
0: very cool for the
1: most part it's been face-to-face encounters um no no and telepathic communication which is quite a bit different to channeling.
0: Yeah. Amazing. So much that I don't know and it's I don't know why I've never really delved into this and for all I know, I mean I've had supernatural experiences my entire life. Mm. And when you look back, you know, the more you know, the more you can kind of figure out and maybe I have had encounters with star people. Do you find that people probably don't recognize it for what it is, but they actually have more than they think they
1: It's quite possible. yes, yes, that's absolutely quite possible. One of my one thing that my star people showed me, one of my star people showed me, and it was it was some a few decades back, and he put this vision in my mind. We were sitting talking and in this vision in my mind, he was trying to explain to me about dimensions and different dimensions of being around this particular planet. And, and he put into my mind this image of me sitting talking to him on a bench and suddenly this huge peg, pair of hands came around and picked us up and in these hands we were just a speck of dust. And then the vision changed to something bigger and something bigger and something bigger. And he, what he was showing me is that there are dimensions within dimensions within dimensions, like an onion skin. Like an onion, yeah. like the earth being the core of the onion, and every layer of the onion being another dimension of being. Okay.
0: Yeah. Wow. I saw on your podcast. I was looking through all your episodes, and it's interesting because I actually listened to your podcasts back in 2019 oh, wow. when I was working at the mu- museum, and I I was in charge of the ghost tours that we had, and when I was doing the research, I just somehow ran into your podcast, and I remembered your voice. And I remembered your stories, and it was so interesting. And so when I saw what your podcast was, I was like, wow, that's so exciting. It's like a celebrity. I, I've listened to this. <laughs> so, so anyway, I saw on your podcast a mention of black eye kids, and I was wondering right. what that is.
1: Black-eyed kids, well, don't really know what they are, to be honest, but they are... They're very scary. Black-eyed children are very scary. And I suspect that there's some sort of interdimensional being of some description. So um, I can tell you an experience that my friend's son had, and I won't won't say any names, but this was a strapping 18-year-old lad his dad is a carpenter his dad who's my friend is a carpenter builder and this lads worked with him building houses so he was a big strong strapping lad 18 years old um really strong nothing scared him played football not not the same as american football played (laughs) kiwi football um our kiwis is the term new zealanders call themselves um played kiwi football you know he was just a, a regular teenager Anyway, one day he went to this place called Kani Whanifa, um, which is uh, like a local swimming hole about 45 minutes out of a town called Hamilton, which is sort of in the North Island of New Zealand. Anyway, there's this um, small river, I guess you guys would call it a creek because it's not that wide maybe four or five foot wide it's only fairly small but it's quite deep and it's cold because the water comes down from a mountain called Mount Parangia where fairy folk live by the way Um, anyway so he was walking along there's a a walk then he was he left his mate swimming at the water hole and he went for a walk along the river and as he was walking he suddenly became aware of a child on the other side of the river. And he was miles away from everywhere, from the kids, from his mates. And there was just nowhere this child could have come from because it was an isolated area. And he was going to call to him and say, hey, are you okay? And the kid looked up. And, and before he looked up, um, my friend's son said he was just uh, overcome by this feeling of dread, utter dread and he couldn't explain it you know this is an 18 year old kid who didn't feel anything because there's nothing in New Zealand that can harm you there's no animals that can harm you the only ones that can harm you are the the humans but and this was a kid so you know um he he wasn't shouldn't have been scared of him ordinarily anyway he said he felt this this dread come over him and the kid looked up and he had solid black eyes And uh, my friend's son felt this feeling of malevolence, and he felt like like he was prey. Wow! And he turned around and started running back towards his friends because he was quite away from them. He was an athlete, so he was quite a fast runner. And he said this kid was keeping pace with him on the other side of the river. And he, the faster he ran, the faster the kid ran, and he kept pace with him. And he said he was terrified for his life he thought something was going to happen to him and it wasn't until he got near his friends that the kid disappeared and um, his dad said he got home and he said his son was white, he said he's never seen his son that scared in his entire life and even today when he talks about it he still goes pale And there's no explanation for um, one why that kid should have been there and certainly why he should have had black eyes and that feeling of fear now a lot of people who experience black-eyed kids experience that same fear it's a feeling of absolute dread like they're in mortal
0: danger wow that gave me chills hearing it that must have been just uh, powerful for him. Yeah, did he, really. know, <laughs> did he ever go back out there by himself? Oh, not by himself, no. <laughs> <laughs> not by himself, yeah. The black-eyed kids, would this be considered the star people or, or is this the earth spirit? Don't know. Don't okay, know. Okay, so just not sure at all. No,
1: and and I have a, I, I just a, a thought just came to me, and this is purely speculative on my part, is that, because Mount Parangia is where Pataparihi or the fairy folk, some of the fairy folk are known to live, I wonder if they could be in some way related to them. Not sure, but I, I feel that interdimensional regardless.
0: Okay, yeah, that's interesting because I know there are a lot of stories about evil fairy
1: folk mm-hmm. and
0: fairy folk that come and do a lot of of damage and, and bring a lot of fear. So that, that kinda does make sense.
1: There is um and, and they're not a new thing either. There's an, not, I can't think of their name. Uh, a Native American tribe um who has long before Europeans came to America, they had legends of black eyed children and people. Oh wow there's an ancient iroquois indian legend in the usa according to this legend these kids could be a being called an Otkon. in their belief system they talk about a good and a bad energy the name for the positive energy was a render the negative energy Otkon. otcons actually a broad term for negative energy beings forces and things that live in the world around us as well as trying to penetrate this world from the underworld the skies or other dimensions of reality the Otkon was considered by the Iroquois Nation as an evil energy that could possess and destroy people, objects and animals. They felt that this energy could take on the form of a human and mate with a human woman, resulting in the birth of a child with pure black eyes and very chalky coloured skin. Uh, right. A p- very interesting.
0: Yeah, that is very interesting.
1: And they also said that children who found themselves lost or alone in the woods became an easy target for possession by an Otcon, that when they found their way back to the tribe that they came back empty, with black eyes replacing their normal ones, and that they were said to behave in peculiar manners, pacing around, repeating themselves frequently, and generally causing havoc amongst the tribe people, as their goal was to destroy the tribe and replace the members with Otcon.
0: Wow, that's so interesting
1: still around really really and and like you know when i do my episodes i do if i know the subject i only do maybe five hours research but if i don't know the subject i'll do up to 30 hours research and um i actually because a lot of people think black-eyed kids are a new thing mm-hmm. but they're not they've been around for centuries and centuries
0: yeah, yeah. wow that's really good information the other thing that I saw you uh, mention, and I, I think I actually saw several episodes about shadow people, and I know that's a hot topic right now, and I've actually had to deal with shadow people when I've gone to homes to cleanse. Right. Uh, and one of the things that I tell people to kind of get rid of that shadow person is to clean up their clutter. Mm-hmm. So is I don't know where I got that from. Does that sound like anything you've ever heard? I always tell people that before they cleanse energies in their home they need to declutter
1: the house because energy's like a river. It flows. And if there's clutter it stagnates in the areas where the clutter is because it can't move freely. So where you get a river where there's stagnant pools, you'll get all sorts of horrible stuff developing in that. You'll get mosquitoes breeding, you'll get algae. It's just not a nice place, yeah. And it's the same with energy flows in the home. So if if the energy can't flow around your home freely, then you're going to get stagnant spots of energy where you'll get build up, and it just needs to be cleaned. So uh, uh, until you clean out the 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 places where it, so energy can flow freely, um, doing an energy cleanse of your home isn't as successful as it could be.
0: Yeah, I, I always tell people to clean up clutter, open yeah. windows, just do any kind of cleaning like that yeah. because there's only so much you can do. If they call me in and they've never, in, you know, if I'm walking in through,
1: <laughs> yeah, there's only
0: so much that I can do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and plus it gives energy a lot of hiding places. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love the analogy of a, of a river and having the stagnant places. I love that. I've never thought about it that way, but that makes so much sense.
1: And I can thank my star people because they're the ones that taught me. All this, all my knowledge, all my knowing comes from what I've been taught as a child. It's all, there are universal things that are universal laws, pretty much. Energy flow yeah. is one of them. Mm-hmm.
0: So you also have an episode about an incubus and a succubus. Right. That's probably a lot more common than people believe. So what's your take on those? Areas? A lot
1: more common than people believe. Again, it depends on your belief system. For those people who come from uh, religious backgrounds, and they'll mostly they tend to see this as a, a I hate the word, demonic. I don't believe in demons. I've never seen a demon my entire life. I have seen very nasty human spirit and I've seen interdimensional beings. Anyway, um, for the most part, incubus and succubus are human spirits. Mm -hmm. That's been my experience anyway. For those who don't know, so an incubus is a a male-shaped spirit who will come to a woman and who will willingly or unwillingly have... Uh, sex with them or touch them inappropriately, rape is very common. Mm. It's actually a very real thing and it's not yeah. talked about enough. And, right. the, and for the men, they have a uh, female come to them and it's the same thing. Mm. Um, it's not, or sometimes it's consensual. In fact, there was a woman in Britain who, oh, it's all over the news some years back. She had this pirate spirit who she married and um, married and she would have sex with him and it was all great initially. And then she found her health going down. And of course, um, the thing with incubi and succubi is that they're there for your energy, pretty much. You could call them energetic vampires if you like. Mm-hmm some are interdimensional certainly but but a lot of them are, are human spirit that were predatory when they were alive mm.
0: Okay, that makes
1: sense and are still predatory now and not all experiences are non-consensual some are consensual but for the non-consensual ones where the victim is raped and tormented um, then they are generally, people that were like that when they were alive. That's what they did. There there are schools of thought that say that the incubi and succubi aren't separate beings, but they're one being who can shape shift. I'm not entirely sure that I um, go along with that totally. I think perhaps in the case of interdimensional ones, this might be the case, but for human spirit, not.
0: Back to UFOs, I think this is a really intriguing topic. So you always hear about abductions. like That's the one thing that people do hear about. Mm. Does that actually happen? And is this the more malevolent ones that you were talking about?
1: Yes, absolutely. I've, I've never been abducted in my life. I don't regard myself, I'm an experiencer. I go willingly, I always have. Because for me, um, my star people are as much part of my life as breathingers, you know, they've been there as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. So I've always been a willing participant and they've never ever mm-hmm. done anything to me without my explicit permission, without explaining to me what they're needing to do and why they're needing to do it and what the outcome will be. Okay.
0: So there's a lot of mutual respect
1: going on there. Very, very much. It's very mutual respect and mutual love. They're all about, you know, um, love being the key. I know that's such a, that's been so, what's the word? Um, when when people talk about love being, being the key, that's been so um, trivialized, mm. trivialized and made, you know, like fun of. But actually, that's why they say to me, from your heart yeah and and here on this reality we we were used to be constantly told think with your head not with your heart use your head not your heart
0: yeah there's a disconnect that that we're taught
1: absolutely yeah Yeah.
0: absolutely and yeah people do make fun of of the whole you know love and and the hippie generation and peace give peace a chance and just peace and love but as we, I believe that as we get to higher vibrations and we have higher vibrational children being born, that it's changing, and love is so important. And love doesn't have to be a rollover on your back. I mean, I think people have a wrong idea of what love is.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, I agree. And that's the thing. Um, a, a lot of, a lot of people feel that especially people who are just sort of waking up, oh, love and light and da-da-da. You know, I hate that term, love and light, yeah. because <laughs> because it just really grates me because people who generally say that don't actually acknowledge that it is not all love and light. There, there mm-hmm. are beings there who are malevolent, who will use, who will manipulate. And you need to think from your heart, feel from your heart, but be aware and awake yeah. at the same time
0: right it's it's a big difference it's love still means having boundaries it still means saying no
1: yes and it it still
0: means doing shadow work in yourself i i am not a fan of everything is love keep a smile on your face super super positivity i mean i i do hypnosis i do a lot of things with clients and we do have affirmations we do use positivity i think that when you like you were saying when about intention, if you're saying my life sucks, I say this all the time. Yeah. Your life probably sucks, but that's not the same as the whole love and light positivity thing. Your yeah. life sometimes is not that great. We just have to be resilient. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. So this is a question that I asked everyone. I'm going to go ahead and ask it and think about it if you want to, but um, what is the most important thing that you have learned on your spiritual path? personally
1: that's a good question the most important thing i've learned is to live with compassion and empathy Mm. um and that i was a nurse for so many years and that was i i became a nurse partly uh, because I wanted to help other people, because I wanted to make a difference in people's lives, Um, a positive difference, whether that was a positive difference, helping them pass over with as much dignity and as pain-free as possible, or whether that was helping them to improve their health and and live a better life. And now I still help people with my Facebook group. I um, help people on a spiritual level. I help people to realize that there are many other beings other than the and other realities other than the ones that most are currently knowing of so yeah
0: well i do have to say marianne that i feel a lot of compassion coming from you a lot of love just um just the energy around you i can i can feel it especially since i'm able to see you so we're doing this where we can see each other so it does come through. As far away as we are from each other, I do feel that.
1: Oh, thank you. Oh, that's lovely. Well, you know, of course, there's no, there's no distance. Mm. Distance is just an illusion as far as energy goes.
0: So what prompted you to start your podcast? You started it in 2019. Tell me a little bit about getting that going.
1: Well, I started my Facebook group, Walking the Shadowlands, initially because I wanted to help people. Like, I, I, I when I first started, I would do um, the occasional readings for people on there because I really wanted to make a difference to people uh, and help them where I could. And it evolved from that because I found that, you know, people really don't value what they get for nothing. And... um I I moved on from that because I mean I still do readings all the time when I'm giving people advice I'm doing readings you yeah. know that's just how it is but it's just not in the formalised sitting down show me your photo I'll tell you about your type of thing you know right. it's more people ask me questions and I give them advice as I'm giving it whereas I feel um, but my members kept saying to me Miriam why don't you make a podcast we'll listen you know and I, I first I thought oh gosh well no What do I have to say that people would find interesting, Uh, you know? And then I thought, well, I actually really miss doing voice work. I did voiceover work when I lived in the States, and I loved it. And coming back to New Zealand, it's such a small country that um, breaking into voiceover in New Zealand, unless you're on television, you forget it. It's just impossible. So I thought about it, and the spirit kept saying to me, "Mary, because they had actually... Um, brought it to my mind a few times um, before members brought it up and and then they were obviously prompting members to bring it up to me to keep it in my face and so I did. So that's, awesome. and it's just taken off from there really. So I'm into my sixth season now.
0: There was one other question that I was really thinking about about um, how sometimes there's a nugget of truth in a, in what a lot of people talk about. So is there a nugget of truth in this whole thing about star people being green men uh, or the gray people is that just something somebody made up or how, how what do you think about that
1: you know what there's so many different species of beings so many different species of beings I cannot recall the number of different types of beings I've seen Um, their names, like a lot of people get caught up on names like Pleiadians Arcturians I have never ever worried about names um, Mm. with the types of beings I've seen my concern has always been how do they make me feel am I comfortable with them Um, like with people yeah like like exactly like with people and and one of the i'm kind of getting off a little bit but i'll get back to it but one of the things my star people have always found really amusing is how humans have this need to box and label and categorize they find (laughs) this endlessly amusing yes there certainly are greys um i i can't say that i've ever seen beings that are green um but that's not to say that there aren't any out there yeah um star people come in all sorts of shapes and sizes and colors um most of the beings that i have seen and interacted with that i can consciously recall have been humanoid in shape that is they have a head a trunk arms and legs.
0: Okay.
1: Other than that, they can vary greatly. I've seen a reptilian being, I've seen grey. And and when we say grey, understand that there are multiple species of grey beings. Mm. Um, that Grey being the term because of the skin colour. Yeah. Um, there's short ones, there's tall ones, there's skinny ones, there's larger ones a whole range of them there are beings that uh, are felon looking they're probably one of my favorite i've seen blue-skinned beings i've seen blue-skinned beings with huge heads i've seen just so many many different types
0: do you think that through history a lot of the creatures that have been written stories about legends gods goddesses have actually been star people here yes I mean as you describe them and talk about them that it just sounds like that would be logical
1: yeah a lot a lot of star people uh particularly in the egyptian culture Mm. particularly Mm. in the egyptian culture uh were revered as gods
0: yeah i went to egypt when i was younger and i Uh went to the pyramid and uh where the sphinx is and i went to the museum and there was just such an incredible energy there. It was just so amazing to go inside that pyramid.
1: Oh. I knew that
0: it it was otherworldly. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew it. Even at that time, I didn't know what I believed. Mm. I knew something was otherworldly there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've always wanted to go to Egypt. Um, there's just always been something about that culture that has drawn me. And possibly it's because... Um, of their depiction, the way they draw people, little star people alike, the way they draw their um, images of people on their drawings. Mm. Yeah.
0: It has been so good having you, Marianne. Thank you so much. I know you had to get up early to do this with me.
1: No, not so early. It's good I was already up anyway.
0: (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. So where do we find you online? Where do we listen to your podcast? Tell us the name of the podcast again so everyone can make sure to go to it. It's excellent. You need to follow it.
1: Oh, thank you. My podcast is called Walking the Shadowlands i'm found on anchor or any free podcasting platform iheartradio i have a facebook page walking the shadowlands uh instagram feed of the same name i'm also on tiktok i just started on tiktok which is really interesting (laughs) walking the shadowlands yeah yeah my kids think it's real funny that i'm on tiktok (laughs) Also, I have a website, www.walkintheshadowlands.com. So if you're hearing impaired, I have full written transcripts of each episode on my website. And you can also hear the episode, there if you don't have a smartphone.
0: And that just shows your compassion as well, <laughs> that you would do that. Thank you so much. And everyone, thank you for listening. It's just been a wonderful time having Marianne here. And y'all be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at bell Book Candle SC. That's bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Candle.